Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host. All right. I hope everybody had a great week. I had a great week, and I am looking forward to giving some stuff away. So let's talk about that real quick. At first, I was just I was going to give away the hat, and that was going to be the prize for the week. But what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to let you choose. So if you win tonight, you're going to get to choose between the hat, the shirt, which is a large, the bumper sticker, the keychain, or the coffee cup. And if you want to look at these things, I'm going to make them the chapter art for each chapter. Now, last week I said that I was going to put chapters in, and I did. However, I used a third-party app at the last minute to edit some things, and it removed all the chapters, and I didn't know until after it was already up and people had started downloading it. So I apologize about that. So anyway, yes. So if you win tonight, you get to choose which item you'd like. And the chapter art for each chapter will be one of the items. And you can kind of take a peek. I didn't take great photos. I just did it real quick. Um, and if you want to enter, I don't do anything with your email address except for contact you if you won. You can email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. And just, you know, in the subject line contest or, you know, give me the stuff or whatever you want to, uh, to use in the, uh, in the subject line that kind of gives me an idea that you want to be entered into the contest. Doesn't, I'm not fancy. Um, yeah, so let's give this thing away here. Boop, boop, boop. I'm going to pull up a random number generator. One second. Okay. And now we have 11 people. So I'm going to go one through 11. Okay. So it's number two. So let me go to my numbers spreadsheet. And it looks like Mark from the UK. Mark, you won. I am going to, uh, I'll send you an email this weekend. Uh, probably won't be tonight, but I will send you an email this weekend and we'll figure out which item you want and how to get it to you. And yeah, that's exciting. Congratulations, Mark. Um, and you'll, like I said, every there's, you know, somebody else has a, an opportunity to win next week. So um, that's exciting. Let's move on to the actual show. 
my iPad battery died and uh, I'm having to do this from my laptop. So there's, I have to switch between some things. So I apologize if it sounds clunky. First up, videos. CNBC, uh, they did a tour of the Gigafactory in Sparks. The tour, the video is about eight minutes long, but it's really interesting. It shows you some really cool things um, in terms of how the everything's kind of moved from the Panasonic side to the Tesla side, that kind of thing. It's, it's really interesting. Um, and the thing that I was really surprised about was how clean it was inside. I mean, it's just absolutely pristine inside. And I, I, I go to, you know, quite a few factories for different reasons and, uh, for work and it's not always that clean inside. So for Tesla to do that, uh, and, and keep their factory so clean, it's really impressive you know, machines, they need lubrication and oil and things like that. And they just, that stuff just gets on, oh, you know, gets on the machine, gets on the floor, but it, this was really clean. So the next video is a drone flyover of the Gigafactory in China. Now people are amazed at how fast this is going up. That's being built. To me, it looks like it's a tilt slab with a panelized roof. Now I don't know a lot about construction, but basically the walls are poured with, you know, concrete once that concrete cures and dries to a certain point, they lift it up into place. And then the panelized roofs come in a big piece and they crane those into place. And then, you know, it goes up very fast. The shell of it goes up very fast. The inside, that's not so much. That takes about as long or a little bit longer as it does to take up, to put up the shell. So we'll see. Uh, I am surprised or I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm pleased that, uh, they're making so much progress in such a short amount of time. But if you're in construction, you know exactly what they're doing. Let me know. Cause like I said, I, I don't, I've never worked in construction a day in my life other than my dad was an electrician, but I don't really consider that construction. That to me, that's something different. Okay. Next up, there's a 22 second, uh, teaser video for Bollinger Motors that shows off a little bit of their EV and some of their philosophy. What I didn't know was I thought Bollinger is a company from upstate New York, but they're actually going to be building their vehicles, their little um, Jeep slash truck vehicle in Detroit, which I think is great. Okay. I've got a video of what Tesla autopilot and the full self-driving system sees while it's driving down the road, like as far as pedestrians and, bicyclists and other vehicles and things like that. It's pretty cool. Like it labels minivans and how sometimes it labels an SUV minivan, but whatever it's, it's, it's pretty cool on how it sees all these things. Um, kind of a behind the scenes look at the autopilot system. Now, finally, I'm really excited about this. Daisha Ferris, who we spoke with two weeks ago now, has an 18 minute video talking about her Nikola world experience. She gives a lot of information and she even gives this sh our show a little mention, which is really exciting. As you know, I like to give away things, but I also love to support the people. I love to support the people who listen or help the show out in some way. So if you have the time, please, please, please take a moment and, and watch her video. It's really good. It doesn't feel like it's 18 minutes to be honest with you. She did a great job and I would love it if we could give her video a boost, you know, share it on social media, whatever you got to do, go nuts. 
Um, that would really mean a lot to me. And I would appreciate if you did that. Let's get right to the news. Phil Deziki of Electric Neo, a company that I have stock in, shut down two offices in California and laid off 70 employees. This includes their North American headquarters. Neo said they're optimizing management efficiencies this year, which read into that they're cutting the fat and going real lean so they can continue to be a business. It still looks like they have their software development office in San Jose up and running, and I think there's about 600 employees there. Eric Loveday of Inside EVs. You can now buy a Kia Nero in the United States, an electric Kia Nero. It's similar to the Hyundai Kona Electric, which somebody in our audience or two somebody's in our audience have purchased. This Nero starts at $39,495 US dollars and goes up to $44,995, which is really expensive for a Kia, like really expensive for a Kia. Green Car Reports, Eric C. Everts, Faraday Future has secured funding to build its FF91. This company will not die, and honestly, at this point, I am rooting for them. Faraday Future was real promising when I started this show, and then they had a hiccup. And then they are real promising, and then I think it was in 2015, was it 16 or 17? Man, I can't even remember, remember now. They showed off the FF91 at CES in Las Vegas. The car, you know, was in autonomous mode. It wouldn't do what they wanted it to do and ended up hitting another car. The whole company took a hit. They were supposed to build this big factory in Las Vegas. That went away. It's looked like this company was going to go away several times. And now they've secured funding to start building this FF91, which through all the missteps and mishaps, they're finally going to get it done. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this company is finally going to get it done. And I'm excited to see you know, what happens with the with the company? What happens with the car? Are people going to like it? it? There's a lot of really good ideas with this car. Okay, moving on. We got some odds and sods here. Tesla's raising $2 billion. Elon put in $10 million of his own money. Uh, I mean, I don't know that this is, this should be news. They have $2 billion in the bank. Uh, they have a lot of plans gearing up for the Model Y. And it just this just makes sense that they're going to raise more money so that, you know, they actually have some capital to work with. Another odd and sod is VW's working on their own robo-taxi service. That, this kind of got buried. But they're talking to disability groups to find out what their specific needs are and how to best serve them with the robo-taxi, which I think is really cool. All right, let's get into the real news here. Inside EVs, Mark Kane. If you're in the UK, you can now order a Model 3. Delivery is expected sometime in June. Prices start at £38,900. And they have a £3,500 plug-in car grant. Every every country calls this something different. That brings the price down to £35,400, which as I, I really don't know what ends up being a reasonable price in pounds in Britain and based on what people make. So I have no idea if that's a good price or a bad price. If you live in the UK, Ian, Mark, whoever, let me know. But yeah, uh, for the folks that are in the UK and they've been waiting for this car, this is really good news and I'm very happy for you. Clean Technica's Kyle Field. I have a question. Do you want to buy a car? Do you want to buy a Tesla from Tesla.com? 
like a used one? Are you frustrated when you go to the used section and you just see stock photos of the car and they don't actually resemble what the actual car looks like at all? Well, I've got good news for your friend. Tesla is following a trend that car dealerships have been doing since Fred Flintstone bought his first car. Uh, that's right. They are including pictures of the actual car on the website. The car that you were looking to purchase, they are including that in that section so that you know what you're getting before you buy it. So good on you, Tesla. It's a bold move, but I approve. Good job. You know what? They could take a lot of... Go to Carvana.com. Look at their pictures. Tesla, And then go to Tesla's pictures and look at those. They could take some tips from Carvana. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what Carvana does. Uh, I've never signed a non-disclosure agreement with them, but I do have firsthand knowledge of how they get their photos, and it's pretty impressive. So my suggestion to Tesla is figure out what Carvana is doing, pay them a royalty, and do that with your cars because Carvana is second to none in photos. Just saying. Okay, let's talk about Canada. This story comes from Zach Palmer at Autoblog. Last week, we talked about Canada's $5,000 EV incentive. I guess it's just the EV incentive. And what you needed to, to have in order to qualify was a car underneath $45,000 or $55,000, depending on the seat, number of seats in the vehicle, in order to qualify for that $5,000. At that time, Tesla did not have a vehicle that they were selling in Canada that would qualify. So Tesla this week answered that problem, I guess, to fix that problem, sort of. They have a Model 3 software locked at 93 miles, or 150 kilometers, and the price is $44,999, which now qualifies for that incentive. Last week I said, wouldn't it be great if Tesla did this? And then they offered a really reasonable price to unlock the full capacity of the battery. That'd be really nice to them. Well, this week also, not only did they announce this new Model 3 with the really small range, they also announced that they're not going to offer a battery unlock option, which is really unfortunate. But I think one of two things is going on here. First, Tesla really doesn't expect to sell many of these. It's priced at a level where people can now consider a Tesla it, initially, they're going to be like, okay, I want to go buy an EV. Before this, they'd say, well, I'm not going to look at Tesla because they don't qualify at all. But now they can say, well, I'm going to look at Tesla because they have a base model here that qualifies for the $5,000 incentive. Let's just take a peek. And then that gets you interest, interest, interested. Ugh. And then that gets you excited. And you're like, you know what, this other one over here, this other one that's just one step above the this car, you get so many more miles and you get so many more features. Is the incentive really that important to me? It's not. I'm going to buy this car. So basically, Tesla's not expecting a lot of people to buy this software locked 150 kilometer range car. I really don't think they are. And I think most people, if they have the money in that price range, are like, you know what, we could we could probably spend the extra little bit and get what we want. Now, obviously, not everyone has that luxury. The next thing, EV incentives don't last forever. You know, at some point in time, these incentives, you know, they run out. And when Canada's incentive program goes away, maybe Tesla will then say, 
okay, well, there's no more incentive program, so pay us this much money and we will unlock your full potential of the battery. And thank you so much. We'll wait for our money. But Tesla doesn't want to upset the incentive train. They want to keep that train a rolling. No need to rock that boat if you allow me to mix a bunch of transportation metaphors that have nothing to do with cars. All right, let's move on. Uh, this is a Fred Lambert story. Tesla, sh The Tesla shareholder meeting will be June 11th. And like always, we'll break that down. Simon Alvarez of Teslarati. Consumer Reports says the Tesla's infotainment system is the best in the auto industry. And that is no surprise. This is like saying, okay, let's pretend back to medieval times. This is like saying the whole village got the plague and died except for Phil. Phil is ranked number one at surviving the plague. The auto industry's infotainment system is awful. The one in my car, the Chrysler Pacifica that I have, it is pretty decent, but compared to a Tesla, it is awful. It, you might even consider it great compared to a bunch of other vehicles out there, but it's not great compared to a Tesla. It is. It does what it does. It does what it does very well, and it's not going to improve in any way, shape, or form. It's just going to do what it does. I'm running on Android, by the way, because oftentimes it has to reboot. Okay. Um... Fred Lambert of Electric. Tesla has reduced the lease price of its Model 3 to 399 US dollars. And this is, yeah, they kind of reduced it. And I'll explain why. The standard range plus went from $3,000 down and for $504 a month to $4,500 down and $399 a month. The monthly went down but you got to put more down up front, right? So I took the old lease structure and what the total payment is after 36 months and the new lease structure and what the payment is after 36 months. So under the old lease, you would pay a total of $21,144. And under the new lease, you would pay $18,864. So it is, in fact, a price reduction. So it, it, you know, if you're thinking about leasing, that's a pretty good option. Zach Estrada, Insight EVs. This is an update. We talked a few months ago about the driver of a Model X that crashed into a center divider on the freeway outside of Mountain View. The car was traveling right about 70 miles an hour and it hit the divider. The car caught fire and the driver passed away, sadly. It does sound like the cause of death was due to the traumatic injury and not to the fire. And not that that makes it any better, but I do feel like... It, there's less suffering if the fire had nothing to do with him passing away. If, I don't mean to get morbid there, but that's kind of a, a blessing in disguise, honestly. But Walter Huang, the driver, and I hope I said his name right, uh, the driver of the vehicle had recently taken the Model X into Tesla, into a Tesla service center for issues relating to autopilot. Weeks or even days, I can't quite remember, uh, before the accident. Wong's family is now suing Tesla, claiming the autopilot was in beta and flawed. The Huang family wishes to prevent this tragedy from happening again, which I commend them for doing that. And whether it be a Tesla self-driving car or other automaker's car, they just don't want it to happen. Whoever is doing self-driving, they just want this to, they don't want to have another family go through this. 
Now, I don't know what the details of the lawsuit involve, but that's kind of what they're putting out there in terms of what their lawyer said. Now, Sam Abul Samed, he's a car guy. And a, he's a, a, he works for Navigant Research. He's really smart on this stuff. On Twitter, he says, um, this is his Twitter comment, much as I want to see Tesla and Elon Musk held accountable for the many issues with autopilot, drivers like Walter Hong also need to accept responsibility for continuing, continuing to use it, even though they know there are failures. So one of the things that he brought the Model X in to the service center for was because it was doing weird things while driving on the freeway. And I believe one of the things that it was doing was during those center dividers, like if, like going from one freeway to another or going to an off-ramp, it was going directly towards those. I, the thing that ultimately led to him passing away was the, was the problem the Tesla was having. And again, I don't remember a lot of all of the details on this. So forgive me, but I believe it was, it had something similar to do with that. It was just doing weird things at certain points of the freeway. But whatever happens with this suit, hopefully something positive comes out of it. Next story, Desha Ferris of Teslarati. We talked about one side of the Tesla full self-driving autopilot coin. So now let's talk about the other. Tesla has released some new features, two new features, that work even when the autopilot isn't on. The two features are lane departure avoidance and emergency lane departure avoidance. Let's go through this. I'm going to read this directly from the press release from Tesla. Lane departure avoidance lets a driver elect to have corrective steering applied in order to keep them in their intended lane. When this feature is in use and the driver is departing the lane without their turn signal on, the car will check to see whether the driver's hands are on the wheel. If the driver's hands are not detected on the wheel, the driver will receive a series of warnings, reminders, and alerts similar to the ones that our cars provide to customers who are using autopilot. If the driver's hands are repeatedly not detected on the wheel when the traffic-aware cruise control is in use, their car will gradually slow down to 15 miles below the speed limit or the whatever the car is set to, the speed the, set, the car is set to, and turn on the hazard lights. This feature can be turned on or off and works between speeds of 25 and 90 miles per hour. It is an extension of the lane departure warning which already warns drivers through a steering wheel vibration if it begins to drift in and out of their lane without turn signal being engaged. So effectively, this is you fall asleep, if you're driving impaired, if you became if you become altered, if you go unconscious for some reason, these are all features to kind of or you're just not paying attention. These are all features to kind of help with that as far as I can tell. The emergency lane departure avoidance is designed to steer the Tesla vehicle back into the lane, the driving lane, the current lane, the trend. If our system detects that it's that it is departing its lane and there could be a collision, or if the car is close to the edge of the road. So, if you you're making a right turn, or if you're making a you're turning right to get into the right lane, and there's a car there, it's like nope there's a car there. We're going to keep you in this lane. We're going to keep you safe. Uh, same thing with the edge of the road, which, you know, the, all, both of those things are important. 
This feature will be automatic, automatically enabled at the beginning of every drive, but can be turned off for a single drive by going to the autopilot control menu. At Tesla, improving safety is our priority goal, even after customer purchase their, purchases their car. That is why we're introducing these features beginning today via free over-the-air update, starting with Model 3 owners and gradually expanding to all cars that were built after October 2016. There is an, uh, this is just another way that we are helping to protect Tesla drivers, passengers, and others on the road every day. I think this is great. However, if you're driving in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic and you find a hole that you need to put your car in because you're trying to get over to the off ramp or whatever. I hope this, I don't, I hope this doesn't interfere with that kind of thing when you have to drive a little bit more aggressive to get to where you need to be. I'm sure Tesla is smart enough where that's not going to be the case, but you know how this is, is they test it with a small amount of people. And then once you expand that out to the whole fleet, you're going to find the software has problems at some point. So hopefully, fingers crossed, there won't be any of those problems. And our final story today, Fred Lambert of Electric. In the near, not too distant future, there may be shortages of minerals that are used to make EV batteries and other batteries for that matter. Nickel, nickel, copper, and lithium, possibly cobalt. Ultimately, there's a limited supply of any mineral. Man, I'm really having a hard time talking. Of any mineral, <laughs> of any mineral, and we run the risk of depleting the earth of something. At some point, we're going to deplete the earth of some mineral. It's just going to happen if we're not careful. There are many companies out there making batteries of some kind. This kind of adds to the problem. Things like cordless vacuum cleaners, like full-size vacuum cleaners that we didn't have 10 years ago, five years ago. We now have the option of ha having that takes a battery and that battery takes all of these minerals. So this kind of all comes from a talk that Tesla's global supply manager for battery metals did. Sarah Mar uh, Maricel, uh, she gave a closed door talk at the conference of miners regulator uh, at a conference, excuse me, to miners, regulators and lawmakers. We talked about last week that the U.S. government wanted, I think it was last week, last week or the week before, that the U.S. government wanted to make a reliable supply chain for EV components. So it kind of makes sense that it didn't say in the article that this was that meeting, but it kind of makes sense that this is that meeting. And I feel confident that it was. Now, is any of this stuff true or is this just, just being told to lawmakers so that Tesla can secure their position in the EV market, a skeptical person would say maybe it's not as big of a deal as uh, Tesla's making it, but a, a reasonable person would say, well, at some point in time, this stuff is going to run out. So maybe we should be thinking about what we're going to do, how we're going to reuse these, these minerals and metals. Yeah, that seems to make a lot of sense, doesn't it? All right. Well, that is our show this week. Again, Mark, congratulations. I will email you and we'll get that whole thing worked out. If you want to email me and enter into the contest, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital. Everything that I talked about today will be in the show notes. And please, just a reminder, go watch Daisha's video. It's really good. She did a great job and I'd like to see her numbers grow. So, and Teslarati, it's their uh, YouTube page. So if you subscribe, um, Tesla Art is a great publication. So, 
All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next Friday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.